The election is here. Support your favorite candidate with the Anyone But Biden 2024 merch line available now at stewdoesmerch.com. The code is Stu10 to save 10%. If you're watching on YouTube, like the video right now. Subscribe to the channel. We appreciate it. Chad Prather is here to help me figure out how to sell Hunter Biden's leftover cocaine that we found in the lobby this morning. Chuck Schumer is going after Logan Paul's energy drink side hustle, which is definitely a sentence I pictured myself saying on television at some point in my life. But we start by doing the media's racist lies. The media's racist lies. Some interesting information came out today about how we view the Supreme Court's rulings from uh, the last couple of weeks, and mainly the affirmative action ruling. We were told over and over again that this was the most unfair thing that we've ever heard. It was unfair to African Americans, it was unfair to Latinos and Latinas, it was unfair to everyone who wasn't white or maybe, maybe, maybe Asian. And the left has presented this as sort of a uniform opinion. It's obviously unfair. You have an activist Supreme Court who has stepped in to ruin the lives of all minorities, and that is just the truth. Accept it or go away. So I wanted to look at this a little bit closer because I think what happens with these cases often is we go down these uh, roads and we talk about these things, and then the ruling comes out or the big story kind of has its climax, and we all kind of just go back to sleep and go back to our, our little bunkers and forget what happened. But let's remember this time. Let's actually look at this this time and think about where people actually are on this issue. What do they believe? First, let's go back to the ruling. Of course, you remember this ruling. This is the uh, Supreme Court ruling that came out about, it was both Harvard and North Carolina talking about affirmative action, essentially race-based admissions in colleges. Let me give you a couple of highlights. This one's from the uh, main, uh, the main uh, ruling in the case. The Harvard and UNC admissions programs cannot be reconciled with the guarantees of the Equal Protection Clause. Both pro- programs lack sufficiently focused and measurable objectives, warranting the use of race unavoidably employ race in a negative manner, involve racial stereotyping, and lack meaningful endpoints. We have never permitted admissions programs to work in that way, and we will not do so today. The student must be treated based on his or her experiences as an individual, not on the basis of race. Many universities for, have for uh, too long done just the opposite, and in doing so, they have concluded wrongly that the touchstone of an individual's identity is not challenges bested, skills built, or lessons learned, but the color of their skin. Our constitutional history does not tolerate that choice. That's really, really strong. And I think something that we all used to agree on, uh, you know, it's different to say that we achieved it. I don't think that we have achieved those sorts of standards, but it's certainly what we have been striving for, I thought, for a long time. I thought we were all striving for this world. Like, I think the conservative critique of, of this view is to, has typically been, been able to say, like, look, you, you're never going to eliminate people doing the wrong thing. You're never going to eliminate racism. You're never going to eliminate dopes being dopes. You're never going to take that completely out of society. Of course, we're all striving for that, but we probably will never get there. But let's keep striving for it. Or the left seemed to maintain that there was some utopian world where this will be, everything will be perfect. Now they've just abandoned that completely. Now they're saying, well, actually, you do need to talk about race all the time. You do need to prioritize skin color. The decisions you make should be made on skin color. Often, I 
when, when I talk to this, especially with my friends that are on the left that are at least mildly rational, I say, instead of going back and forth on whatever issue we're talking about today, let me just, let me just lay out my position here for you and you tell me which part of this that you disagree with. You should never, ever, in your entire life, make any decision whatsoever based on skin color. Got anything against that? Any, any part you want to push back on, on that statement? That's my mission statement when it comes to race. Never ever in your entire life, even one time, make any decision based on skin color. Da-da. Like, that one seems like really simple as a goal. Now, you might fall down. Maybe someone from, uh, from a past day might have some uh, biases. Maybe someone you know today has them. But the point is that should be the goal for everyone, right? The problem with that, of course, is it eliminates like 80% of the Democratic platform. This is what they're doing. The opposite of what I said is racism. Making decisions based on skin color. That's the racist thing. It's the thing we've always agreed on for a very, very long time. And like, look, there are a lot of people on the conservative side who might agree with this. Um, there's also uh, the, kind of the king of this viewpoint, and that person happens to be Clarence Thomas. His, um, his uh, concurrence in this particular ruling was really powerful. He said the court sees the university's admissions policies for what they are, rudderless, race-based preferences designed to ensure a particular racial mix in, in, uh, in their entering classes. Those policies fly in the face of our colorblind constitution and our nation's equality ideal. In short, they are plainly and boldly unconstitutional. And you heard, you hear the word colorblind in there. Again, another term that used to be something that was friendly to everyone. Everyone wanted a colorblind society. But now the left sees colorblindness as an enemy. That's bad now. We've changed all these rules. They're redefining these words as we go. And it makes it impossible to hit some standard if you had any desire to do so. Now, I don't have any desire to hit their standards. I doubt you have any desire to hit their standards. I don't care what their standards are whatsoever. What I do care about is the actual truth. And a colorblind world is a great future. That's exactly what we should be shooting for. We shouldn't be changing that at all. We should just judge people as individuals. Do you, does this person have the merit to do the job that they're doing? Do this, does this person have the, uh, the ability to, do the, to, the, to achieve the, uh, academically what they're trying to achieve? What is the performance-based metrics that can decide these things? If you're just going down this road because you're saying, well, actually, this group can't quite do it as well, and that group is a little bit better, and this one's privileged, and that one's oppressed, and you go through all these calculations, you never get to the truth. And that's what we should want. And the colorblind nature of our Constitution is something that's real. It's not a made-up term. And, and yeah, I mean, as much as I'm, uh, you know, I like Martin Luther King for what he stood for for a lot of this stuff, it wasn't him. It wasn't his idea. I'll give you a book that has a lot to do with not judging people uh, by the color of their skin. It's called The Bible. Uh, you'll have to find it. It's, 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 a rare, it's rare bookstores, mostly, you'll find it. But also, Clarence Thomas goes into this in this particular ruling. He says, I write separately to offer an originalist defense of the colorblind Constitution, to explain further the flaws of the court's gruder uh, jurisprudence, to clarify that all forms of discrimination based on race, including so-called affirmative action, are prohibited under the Constitution and to emphasize the pernicious effects of all such discrimination. The idea that you think you're helping one race over the other because you've picked them as the winners of this particular day is a totally 
flawed idea, a totally flawed approach. And Thomas called it out like crazy. Now, Katanji Brown Jackson, who, uh, you know, I don't know. Was she the, has she been the beneficiary of affirmative action? I'm not sure. Lots of people, uh, when it comes to high levels of law, have been. Sotomayor had to be. Sotomayor, I don't know where she, how she got this gig. I mean, Katanji Brown Jackson, the jury's still out. I will say, not impressed so far. I am not impressed by Jackson. I've said this before. Kagan, I think, is on a little bit of a different level than Sotomayor. Kataji Brown Jackson, maybe still too early to tell. But I will say, Jackson went into this big thing about how, uh, you know, citing incorrect statistics, misreading studies, uh, really just an embarrassing, honestly, uh, dissent. Uh, but Clarence, jo- uh, Clarence Thomas went after Jackson in this, and I thought it was really interesting how hard uh, he went after her. He said, Justin Jackson's race-infused worldview falls flat at each step. Individuals are the sum of their unique experiences, challenges, and accomplishments. What matters is not the barriers uh, they face, but how they choose to confront them. And their race is not to blame for everything, good or bad, that happens in their lives. Uh, Shouldn't this be obvious? A contrary myopic world, uh, view, uh, excuse me, a, a contrary myopic worldview based on individuals' skin color to the total exclusion of their personal choices is nothing short of racial determinism. Justin Jackson, uh, Justice Jackson uh, supplies the link herself, the legacy of slavery and the nature of inherited wealth, the link, of course, to why these things are so true. This, she claims, lo- uh, locks blacks into a seemingly perpetual inferior caste. Such a view is irrational. It is an insult to individual achievement and cancerous to young minds seeking to push through barriers rather than consign themselves to permanent victimhood. Oh, gosh, Clarence, it's Clarence Thomas the greatest. He really is. How important is that? I mean, even if you didn't believe it was true, you'd want people to, to, to think that way. You'd want people to believe they could overcome all of these obstacles. And instead, the left gives you this view of the world that is just you being crushed by whatever Whatever started your life, whatever happened at the beginning, whatever immutable characteristic you happen to carry around, that determines whether you are uh, whether you do well or not. And the thing with this, and, and I wanted to go back and kind of review this because it, to put you in the mindset of how this case comes down and what the two sides are, then we go into the next step, which is how the media analyzes it for people. The media wants you to believe that everyone is against this viewpoint. Uh, They want you to believe that this sort of paternalistic view of blacks and Hispanics in particular is the correct one. That if whites are not around to kind of father or mother these uh, African-Americans, these uh, Hispanics, these all these different uh, groups, with the exceptions of Asians, which are totally different for whatever reason, um, that is supposed to be something that that view, they need to be uh, executed. They need to be um, uh, talked about all the time. They need to be bringing this to you because they are your saviors, after all. They are here to bring you to the promised land. You can't do it yourself. They are there for you. And if they don't adopt that viewpoint, well, then they don't get to do the puppet strings thing on everybody. Maybe people just do what they want to do. And that's, of course, wrong for for the left. Now, the New York Times, in the midst of this this uh, this release of this opinion, had one of the most, I would say, on its face, most racist comments I've ever seen by a major news publication. You know, going back to when the you know the Times used to 
pump out racism all the time in their pages. They say, breaking news, the Supreme Court rejected affirmative action in Harvard and UNC. The major ruling curtails race-conscious college admissions in the U.S., all but ensuring that elite institutions become whiter and more Asian and less black and Latino. And as I pointed out, this is just outright racism. The Times is assuming that given an, uh, an even playing field, blacks and Latinos cannot compete. This is disgraceful, and it doesn't matter what the New York Times thinks about skin color. They obviously have some hang-up on it. I believe that blacks and Latinos and whites and Asians are all equal, equally capable human beings that can go out and, and pave the path for their own life. That's not what the New York Times believes. That's not what everybody on the left believes. But what do you believe? What do the American people believe? It's interesting to see because, again, we can leave this story behind or we can look at where people actually are. And I don't know. Sometimes I feel like I'm in a, like a foreign land, an alien planet somewhere. And I'm looking around and I'm saying, gosh, do people really believe this? Do, are there a lot of people out there telling me that I see this on the news all the time, that it's obvious that, uh, well, of course, we should be judging people by the color of their skin and making different rules for everybody based on their skin color. Of course, obviously, that's the only way you can do it. And then I talk to people and I don't get that impression at all. Well, the Washington Post decided to actually, to their credit, ask people what they thought about all of this. And the responses might change uh, some minds. Uh, who's OK with the affirmative action decision, they ask? Many black Americans. That's the headline. Let me bring you through some of this polling. When polls have long, while polls have long shown black Americans in favor of affirmative action, the Washington Post poll showed that nearly half, 47 percent, supported banning the use of race and ethnicity in admissions. Now, that uh, goes on. Um, what particularly is striking about the Economist poll is how black Americans responded. Indeed, more of them actually approved of the decision than disapproved. And more black Americans strongly approved than disapproved. For some reason, black Americans have decided, you know what? I know our history in this country. Maybe the government picking winners and losers based on skin color isn't such a grand idea. What a, what a wonderful discovery. I don't know. Maybe judging by on basis of skin color, not something we want to embrace. I always thought that's where people were. We've been told lately that's not the case. Well, the uh, the American people strike back here. The YouGov poll also asked people whether they felt affirmative action had an impact on them. Now, remember, this is a, these are policies that the left has been touting forever. They need the help. The African-Americans, the Latinos, the, the minorities need the help of us, the government, to give them benefits here. And we will help them through these struggles. Hmm. Will you? Just 19 percent of black Americans said that it had an impact on them at all. And only 11% of those said it had affected them positively. So almost an equal amount said it affected them negatively. The polling goes on, asking more broadly about efforts to increase racial and ethnic diversity, rather than specifically about affirmative action. It required whether the people they felt had been disadvantaged or advantaged based uh, by such policies. Just 20% of black Americans said they felt such policies had put them at an advantage. And strikingly, significantly more, 35% actually said they felt policy, these policies had put them at a disadvantage. 35% said it put them at a disadvantage. We've been struggling with this for half a century. And here we are learning that it's doing the opposite of what they've been telling us the entire time. 
here's the entire uh, breakout of the chart. And I'll give you a couple of things here. It's a little bit probably too small for you to read. But overall, do you approve of the ruling or not? 59% yes, 27% no. This is not close. This is not close. Among whites, it's uh, 65 to 23. Among blacks, as we mentioned, it is 44 to 36. And among Hispanics, it is 45 to 30. Uh, even among young people, it is uh, it's 39, or excuse me, 49% approve, 26% disapprove. When you go over to party ID, you want to ask independents about this, 57% approve, 24% disapprove. This is not a story. This is not a borderline issue. This is not one that's like, I don't know, this is a 50-50 thing. No, this is the opposite of that. This is a blowout issue. This is an issue where conservatives and the conservative policies are blatantly true. And I will also note, not racist, unlike the alternative. The alternative is judging people by the color of their skin, which, by the way, is what we used to use as a definition of racism. So how does this compare with all that you know? We're here, we hear all the time there's systemic racism in this country, yet African-Americans themselves are telling you that the solutions to those problems are making it worse for them. What does this mean when the white liberals are coming in and saying, hey, guys, we're going to micromanage your lives for you, whether you think you need it or not. Oh, you're telling us it doesn't work. So what? They don't care. They don't care. None of this is about helping people. It never was about helping people. There's this condescending attitude that, is, that permeates all of this, that they have to be your parent. They have to be the one to guide you through all of your difficult times. You can't compete. Therefore, we have to give you an advantage. It's disgusting. And it's racist. It's flatly racist. These are the same people who come to you and say, well, you can't have voter ID because black people can't seem to get to the DMV. They can't get driver's licenses. They can't figure out the internet on their own. This view of African-Americans and other minorities is so incredibly insulting every step of the way. And you know who understands that are the people who are the victims of it. Minority communities who are constantly being targeted by these left-wing policies that do not help them and wind up imprisoning them into a life uh, of, 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 of solitude. Uh, and I mean that by, like, they can't, they can't seem to communicate their policies at all, at least as to how they are going to help African Americans. Progressives do this all the time. They keep saying with this sort of, they give you the feelings argument. This should make you feel good about what you're doing. Yet when it comes down to the results, you don't see it at all. Fundamentally, though, this tells the story that the media is lying to you. Think about the coverage on this. It was covered as if it was universally positive and obvious. Every single person had to agree that everything going on here with the media was right down the path. They were telling you how horrible this is going to be for African-Americans, and yet the African-Americans themselves tell you the exact opposite. They presented this like everyone agrees with the left's view here. And what we find out is the opposite is true. And this is the case over, and we can name 500 stories over the past few years of whether this is true. But it's just a complete embarrassment. They don't have a way to fight back against this information anymore, though. And I'll give some credit to The Washington Post. At least they did the poll. I bet they were shocked by it. But this is the truth. African-Americans, Hispanics, Asians, whites, everyone. I don't even want to say they want to be treated equally. They want to be treated as individuals.
They don't want to be treated as a member of the group that needs an advantage or a disadvantage. Treat people like individuals and you solve all of these problems. If you're anything like me, you have a certain tendency to maybe put things off till the very last minute. And most of the time it can work out, but you know what? That's not gonna work out with life insurance because if you wait too long on that one, it's not good, it's not, not good things. Um, you probably have seen life insurance commercials and thought you'd do it later. Uh, I understand that because uh, I'm, um, I, I can procrastinate myself as well. But instead, do something about it. Choose life insurance through ladder today. Ladder is 100% digital, so no doctors, no needles, no paperwork. When you apply for $3 million in coverage or less, you just have to answer a few questions about your health in an application. You just need a few minutes or a phone or a laptop to apply. Ladders has these smart algorithms. They work in real time. They help you find if you're instantly approved and you know, the best values for you. And they don't have any hidden fees. You can cancel at any time. You can get a full refund if you change your mind in the first 30 days. Ladder policies are issued by insurers with long proven histories of pay, actually paying their claims out. They're rated A and A plus by AM Best. So go to ladderlife.com slash stew today to see if you're instantly approved. It's L-A-D-D-E-R, ladderlife.com slash stew. Check it out now. Knock this off your list. Don't wait too long. Ladderlife.com slash stew. I want to welcome in Chad Prather back to the program. He, you can catch him on the Chad Prather Show right here on Blaze TV. And, of course, the Chad Prather Show, uh, you know, a show that absolutely needs to be talking about cocaine yeah. found in the White House. Like, this story was designed for your program. First of all, thanks for having me. I feel welcome. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I was out all last week. And this story broke. And let me just tell you, I've waited 50 years of my life, the last 30 as a person who runs his mouth for a living, to get a story into which I am a subject matter expert. <laughs> Here it and is. And that one hit and I was out of the studio. And let me tell you, I was a little broken hearted on this cocaine thing. This is unfair. This is torture. I have been around enough things in my crazy, wild, illustrious life that I, there were immediate questions that came to mind. I just talked about it on my show in the last hour. It, the thing I was asking is, when I heard this story, I was like, okay, I can solve this problem like that. Okay. I was like, how big is the baggie? How much was in the baggie? Was it a bag? Was it a vial? Was it a glass vial? Was it a plastic vial? Was it the kind that comes with a little spoon in the cap? Was this a little twist off thing you got down in the bad part of town, you know, the little corner of the bag mm. that they tore it off and they tied a knot in the plastic and now you got a little, you know, little ghetto nut yeah, right yeah. there? Mm -hmm. I, there were a lot of questions that I had. What did you find? Where did you find it? You know, th these guys got technical with the surveillance. Was it a touristy part? Was it, you know, near a skiff? Was it, was it you know, in a place where dignitaries gather? Right. Regularly do their bumps. There were a <laughs> lot of things that came to mind. And then immediately I started watching this thing and I saw the clip of Hunter, you know, rubbing his sweat off his face and apparently doing something behind Jill. If you guys want to go back and watch that clip at some time, watch Jill. I think Jill had a little post-nasal drip going really? on. Really? Because she does a little <laughs> like that. Everybody's like, oh, she's mad. No, no, she's she's feeling the bump. It's like she's, she's <laughs> I'm just saying. Allegedly, allegedly. I'm just saying allegedly, mm -hmm. but I would put 10,000 behind it if she's willing to submit <laughs> to a pee test. Um, there's a lot going on there in this whole story. Then they said they found it near where the vice president parks. Uh, and I said, which was very weird wording, by the way, that, the, the White right. House put that out. Right. They why why that would out. you why would you me, categorize immediately it that way? when this story broke? I said I made plenty of jokes about Hunter online because he's an easy target. I said, this is not Hunter. He's not a rookie. 
Hunter's yeah. not dropping baggies in the White House. He's 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 not letting go of his blow. <laughs> right. This is a guy who cherished it so much that he was snorting Parmesan cheese. Right. This guy holds on to it like oh, like a precious newborn, yeah. which he chooses to ignore. This particular <laughs> one newborn, but. Um, I said I, they could easily pin this on Kamala Harris. Mm. This is an easy way to get rid of Kamala. Nobody would care if she's gone. No. But if they have to get rid of Joe and everybody says, well, what about Kamala? I said from the beginning, they could get rid of Kamala with a, a breath. I didn't know it was going to be with a snort. But they could easily pin this on Kamala and be like, well, the vice president's up to an event. We already know she's high. Right. She's got to be high on something. I thought it was more of a downer, though. Yeah, I, mean, I don't she, think it is. I don't yeah. think that cocaine is Kamala's drug of choice. But yeah. who knows? Maybe she needed to pop off for the 4th of July. Yeah. You know, yeah. little Everyone bring needs me a party. Up. Everyone needs a party. <laughs> well, I mean, everybody does. They all have their different ways of doing it. So it's a stretch for me to believe that, it's, that that would be her drug of choice. I don't believe that. But they, that's interesting because the White House put it out. They could easily put that off on her, and she becomes suddenly – because I, because my theory has been they got to get rid of Joe. They're going to say, well, Joe's got to go away. He's going to enjoy his grandkids, go into the sunset twilight years. And they let Kamala pat her on the back, well, let her be president for six months. And that shuts her up, keeps her away from the backstabbing. And then they say, well, but the real guy's going to be Gavin Newsom, who's going to mm. run against her in the primary, and of course he'll win. But they, if they wanted to get rid of Kamala, this is a perfect story to lead into that. Uh, it is interesting that they rolled it out like that. It was like, oh, well, first of all, it was in the public area. Then it was in a, a heavily trafficked private area. Then it was by where the vice president walks in. <laughs> it's like, well, wait, that was a weird yeah. way of stating Only people that. go there as family members, dignitaries, <laughs> elected officials, and cabinet members. That's it. Yeah. And, of course, you know, I, I, several people have pointed this out by now, but it's like to get into the White House— you go through a security procedure. Yeah. You could not bring uh, you could not bring cocaine in unless you were a trusted source, right? 100%. The, the the secret service knows everybody that's in the White House at any given time. They know who's there. They know what they've got. I mean, yeah, Elvis did sneak a gun in his boot to okay. show it to Richard Nixon <laughs> in 1971, yeah. but that's a rare case. Mm. That's a rare case. Uh, and that's just Elvis doing what Elvis did. But I think this could be a case of Hunter doing what Hunter does. Yeah, right. I, that one's interesting because, I, look, they keep saying, well, he was out of town. It, yeah, he was out of town the next day. Like, it, it, or you easily could have a situation where they're covering this part of it. They've, they've moved the location yeah. of it several times. Yeah. What's interesting about the Hunter part of it is that, like, when you're Hunter Biden and you've had sex with 9,000 prostitutes mm-hmm. in various, uh, you know, back alleys and hotel rooms across the country— once you're in this lifestyle, and I, I don't mean to ask you as if you're, again, an, an expert I have been in certain <laughs> fringes right. of this lifestyle. Okay, right. I, I've done my share, fair, fair share of, I've sound, you know, like I've hit the tequila already. Right. Another, another fine product from Mexico. <laughs> yeah, yes, anyway, yeah. But once you're at that point where your life is constantly chasing a new high, yeah. you're constantly trying to elevate risk, you're constantly doing the thing that, that is pushing the envelope one step farther than the last one. And like, what better thing is there to do if that's your goal yeah. than to be doing cocaine inside of the White House while your dad is president. I mean, it fits his profile. Well, let me just say, there are certain risks I'm not interested in taking as a civilian. I don't want to take drugs on an airplane. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have dogs. I don't, I, like, if I, John Q. Public, am walking through the White House <laughs> and I'm like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to bring my bag of blow with right. me. That's not something I would be like, okay, I'm willing to take that risk. And the whole time I was in there, if I got through the security, I would be very careful about where it was. 
So this has to be a very cavalier mindset towards what's in your pocket if you're just willing to drop it or oops, leave it around. So I agree with you. This is somebody that felt safe. This is a person who felt protected, mm. uh, untouchable. And by the way, a bag of cocaine, it's an inanimate object. Yeah, they might leave for Camp David where they can do blow in private, Dad and Hunter, but that thing could have sat there. We don't know for how long it sat there. It didn't just walk into the White House when they left and said, oh, you know, he left me out on the threshold. I better go in here and get by a fern. Yeah, it's just so weird. We, we, don't, we, we don't know who found it yet. They keep saying, well, we, we, we don't know yet who, who, whose it was. Right. Well, that's the end of the investigation. What, like you asked the question at the beginning, what kind of bag was it? Yeah. Was it a pound? Was it a little tiny bag? Yeah. What was it? We don't know yet. They won't tell us really anything about it, which is really super suspicious. I want to know. Was it 1983 Glenn Beck size? I mean, what are we looking at here? <laughs> no, I, I, honestly, I, I'm looking at this story and I go, okay, so NBC comes out and they said, okay, they're going to send it to forensics. They're going to do a DNA, DNA test. They're going to do a chemical analysis. They're going to check for fingerprints. I'm like, chemical analysis? I could put a little bit on my gums. I'll tell you where it's from. Yeah. Like, I know what's in it. I can tell you what it's been stepped on with. There's a little baby ambisol in there. Right. They've dumbed this thing down. It's been through many variations of so-called cocaine since it's left Bogota and got to Washington, D.C. Right. So I'm, I'm listening to this story, and I'm like, and they said it's going to take two weeks to get this stuff back. I'm like, I can analyze that today. Mm. Two weeks is plenty of time to bury the story. And it, but it seems to me the media is not quite letting this thing go, which tells me there's something afoot. Somebody's got to be a scapegoat on this thing. Yeah. They're even coming out and blaming the Secret Service now and saying it's their fault they didn't do enough, all this. And so... Uh, so, something's going to happen with this. Let me take another one, because the media is not letting go of another story, which I find to be interesting. And I cheer them on on this, in that they, Hunter Biden's, uh, you mentioned a little earlier, uh, his, his daughter, mm -hmm. Joe Biden's granddaughter, mm -hmm. the seventh granddaughter of Joe Biden, and the one he denies, he ignores, he only says he has six. And, like, I... I'm surprised to see Maureen Dowd, of all people, writing a column saying, like, hey, you got to yeah. this is your grandkid. Yeah. I mean, in some ways, just from politics, I would expect them to just say, look, of course, it's our grandchild. We love them. And, you know, they might not actually do anything for the child, but like you'd expect them to kind of go along with it. Instead, they're just trying to deny this. And it is really one of the most despicable things I've ever seen. He, she did nothing to, to she did nothing wrong no. here. This little girl did nothing wrong here. No, um, you made a point on, on Glenn this morning where you said, you know, the circumstances surrounding your conception don't have anything to do with, you know, what the value of your life, right? It's so this little girl had nothing to do with how she was conceived, whose progeny she is, what, whose DNA mm -hmm. is running through her blood. She doesn't have anything to do with that. So what, is they, what are they gonna do? They say, well, send her some paintings. <laughs> and, and, but we're going to deny her, right? And so this guy, that this affable, ice cream-eating, gentle Uncle Joe, who is going to deny his direct descendant, uh, I mean, this is like Jeffersonian here. This is Sally Hemings kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got too many Bartons around this place. I, I know. They'll, they'll, they'll come back at me. But this, they're, they're in Idaho. <laughs> but I'm just saying, that to deny a child who is... You know, I mean, who was born of some illicit right. affair. It's not the child's fault. No, it's not. And I think what's fascinating about this with Biden is it's a great example of how we've been sold everything that's the opposite of the truth. With everything. Him, right. Like we were told he's such a huge family man. Yeah. Now, obviously, we're seeing this that he's not now. Right. He's not corrupt. Right. 
all we've seen is corruption. He's competent on foreign affairs. Like I, all we've seen is disaster after disaster. All these things that we, he, he's going to bring us back to normalcy. Mm-hmm. This has been the exact opposite of With that. Trans movies on You're, yeah. <laughs> White House lawn during Pride Month. Yes, that's normal. Okay, let me ask you this question. You brought that up. That's a weird. That was a weird story. If weird, you don't, yeah. if you don't remember, uh, trans, uh, it was a. It was a biological male, male with moobs. With moobs. Got the moobs installed. And then two... And then flashed. And right. two zipper Velcro pockets. Right, two zipper Velcro pockets, and then flashed them on the White House lawn. Now, a lot of people were saying, oh, that's disrespectful. <laughs> now, let me ask you this. As a conservative, mm-hmm. okay, the, we say all the time that a woman uh, is a woman and a man is a man, and you can't just change that, right? right? Like, that's true. So if a man gets moobs installed... And starts flashing, is that the same as a woman flashing or the same as a male flashing? If you were to flash, and I'm not encouraging this, but if you were to, no one would say anything except, wow, he's been working on those abs. <laughs> but, like, yeah. they, I think theoretically we're supposed to be okay with this. Is that, is that accurate? Yeah, by and large, <laughs> they, they have, you're supposed to be okay with man nipples. Um, <laughs> nipples? Like, yeah, nipples. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to be okay with that. I mean, on a cold day, we're reminded that men have nipples too. <laughs> and that's when. But you're okay to be at the lake or whatever. If, if <laughs> kids see that, that's fine if you're having a party. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the women, not so much. I mean, this, these were, by all intents and purposes, male nipples. They were male they nipples. They were just backed up by a lot of saline. Right. Silicone, whatever it was. So does those look t- silicone to me. They did. It didn't look like the yeah. new I did a deep models. dive. I'm an investigative journalist on some yeah. topics, and I am safe <laughs> enough in my masculinity to be able to say, I've done some gay stuff in my life, but in this case, I had to investigate those moves. And that's a top-notch mm-hmm. surgeon. I mean, Nancy should have called that dude. Because yeah. <laughs> Nancy Pelosi's not so much. I, I, you know, I want to see Nancy Pelosi yeah. naked just to see where her nipples are. Because I've seen where they put her eyebrows. And those are totally not in the right spot. <laughs> <laughs> totally not. I will tell you, I do not want this information if you get it. If you find out where exactly they are stapled, <laughs> I don't want to know. Please don't pass that knowledge on to me. You've passed on so much already here, though. You're welcome. We found the two places of expertise uh, for Chad Prather. There's no question about it cocaine and boobs and boobs yeah. uh, so we've we've preferably covered, covered attached to the the people that have the bonus holes <laughs> that is is there a worse term than it's horrible i mean the cervical cancer fund comes out and says bonus hole i i've i've listened my i'm an adult male red-blooded american i have impulses and desires like everybody else mm-hmm. does i'm willing to admit that uh, there, I've been looking for that thing my whole life, and, I, and now there's a bonus to it. I was like, I'm, it's already a mystery to me, and you're telling me there's another treasure? <laughs> mystery on top so, of bonus on top of wow, paradox. Wow, it's a bonus wrapped in an enigma. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Chad Prather. He's on uh, Blaze TV, of course. The Chad Prather Show is here. Make sure to check it out for all of his areas of expertise. Chad, thanks, man. Yeah, man. All right, even if you're not going on vacation, summer is all about a vacation state of mind, right? And you can create your own summer soundtrack by popping on your Raycon wireless earbuds. These are awesome. I love my Raycons. They're so much better than all the competitors. First of all, they don't like dangle below your ears, which I always hate. They fit right in your ears, nice and uh, like flush to your ear. You can put your head down on a pillow and have no problem with them. And of course, they have these nice little uh, touch tone features where you can go between uh, noise canceling and uh, awareness mode, which is great. Uh, Raycon 
have 32-hour battery life, eight hours of playtime, so you can listen to what you want, when you want, for a really long time. They have the custom gel tips that make sure they're going to fit perfectly in your ear, and they start at half the price of other premium audio brands. They sound just as good, and Raycons come with a 45-day happiness guarantee, so you can't lose. Create your own soundtrack with Raycon right now. Listeners of this show can get 15% off Raycon right now at buyraycon.com slash stew. B-U-Y-R-A-Y-C-O-N.com slash stew. Buyraycon.com slash stew. Get 15% off your Raycons right now at buyraycon.com slash stew. Well, we're getting closer and closer to that election time. Yes, we, I was talking about it. I was on Megyn Kelly earlier uh, today doing the show with Dave Marcus, and we were talking about all you know, the primary and what's going forward, the RFK Jr. stuff, all that stuff's out there, uh, and it's important to think about it. But it's important to also make a really important decision uh, to just not vote for Joe Biden. Uh, Joe Biden, uh, please, no, no more. I can't take any more of this. I can't handle it. Anyone but Biden, 24, available now at stewdoesmerch.com. Stewdoesmerch.com. If you use the code stew10, you can get 10% off right now. We've got that. We've got all sorts of great conservative merchandise up there now. Get yours for campaign season. It's anyone but Biden 24. So what would it be like if, I don't know, the entire global medication supply chain just kind of went away? What happened? Uh, uh Uh-oh, surprise, surprise, you can't get any of your medication. Well, this is something that we kind of thought, I think, we never would have had to deal with until the past couple of years where all these supply chains sort of cut off. It's hard to find medication even today. The Jace case from Jace Medical is a great way to keep yourself prepared for the worst. It's a pack of five different courses of antibiotics. So if you have a bacterial illness, respiratory infection, sinusitis, skin infection, a lot of different stuff that you could deal with pretty easily with antibiotics. Well, if there's no antibiotics to go around, what do you do? You basically can't do anything unless you have a Jace case. JaceMedical.com. It's a great place to go. You can get there and get all sorts of stuff there. But the Jace case is fantastic, not only for just preparation purposes in case something goes down, but also if you're traveling, especially overseas, and you don't want to deal with those international medical systems, JaceMedical.com. Use the code STU at checkout, J-A-S-E-Medical.com. The code is STU. Check it out now. It's the Jace case from Jace Medical. Chuck Schumer sucks. You may have known that already, but here's another reason. He says, one of the summer's hottest status symbols for kids is not an outfit or a toy. It's a beverage. He he always talks, if you ever notice about Chuck Schumer, uh, like a local news reporter. He's got, like, whoever is writing his dumb speeches, they're always filled with, like, alliteration and really cheesy language. But by, this is a real, his real statement, but buyer and parents beware because as a serious health concern for kids, it so feverishly targets. Uh, <laughs> who talks like that? Nobody talks like that. Um, he, he went on to say, uh, a simple search on social media for Prime, this is an energy drink, will generate an eye-popping amount of sponsored content, which is advertising. This content and the claims made should be investigated, along with the ingredients and the caffeine content in the Prime energy drink. He said there's a cauldron of caffeine. Who, who says that? Okay, that's the separate side of this issue. I hate this crap. This is the government getting involved in your business.
business once again. Now, this is one of those things, I guess it's Lo- Logan Paul and other like Instagram influencers or YouTube influencers, I guess, are behind this product. I've never watched a piece of Logan Paul content in my life, thankfully. Um, but I, I have had prime energy drinks because, uh, you know, I don't know, when I see a new shiny can in a store, I usually buy whatever's inside of it. Um, I will say, Yes, I understand how there's a lot of kids who watch YouTube and are fans of this stuff and could be potentially uh, influenced to buy Prime. I will say, my uh, kids' baseball team, they all drink Prime. Um, Now, I will say this, though. There are two different products they sell. They sell a Gatorade-like substance and a Red Bull-like substance. As a parent, you should probably buy them the Gatorade type one instead of the energy drink one. If you, the parent, are allowing your kid to buy the energy drinks with lots of caffeine, is that Prime's fault? Is that even Chuck Schumer's fault? Or is it yours? I'm sorry, like on the actual cans of Prime Energy Drink, it says not to be consumed by anyone under 18 years old. How much more do they have to do? Do they really, really have to spell this out any more clearly? How could they? I don't even know what they could do. They said you can't buy it if you're under 18, or at least you shouldn't buy it. It's not recommended for anyone under 18. Now, the AP did a story on this, and as typical with this this type of journalism, as I've said before, the health journalism in this country is much, much worse than even the political journalism in this country. But they actually put a picture of the prime hydration drink, which is the Gatorade-type stuff, in the picture. Now, that's the actual um, uh, energy drink that they're showing there. But the hydration drink, it looks like a Gatorade bottle. And they put, that, uh, they put that in the initial copy for the story. So parents who think that they're avoiding the, the one that's okay for kids to drink, or for anyone really to drink, uh, instead might go buy the can, which is the, actually the bad one, uh, if you don't want your kid to have 200 milligrams of caffeine. Which, by the way, is like a, it's a high-octane drink. It's not the highest on the market. It's not like Bang Energy Drink. It doesn't go that far. Uh, it's uh, 200 milligrams of caffeine. It's a decent amount. Your kid should not be drinking it. But they make it seem like this is poison, and it's just typical, like, individual responsibility. Is that ever the case? Uh, By the way, before we go here uh, for a second, we have to talk about Mr. Netherlands. Uh, He won the the big Miss Universe pageant or something. Uh, This is, uh, let's just show the person here who won. Uh, Hello, Universe. Yeah, yeah, here we go. My name is Ricky. Hey, Ricky. Finalist to represent the Netherlands from his Universe 2023. Oh, great. I hope y'all had a wonderful Pride Month. Did they say y'all in the Netherlands? For this Pride Month, Miss Universe asked us to describe ourselves in one word. One word, what is it? The word I'm choosing is victory. So you're describing without Because as a little boy, I conquered all the things that came through my path. And look at me now. Look at you. Standing here as a strong, empowering, and confident trans woman. Oh, great. Love is love. Be who you want to be. Bumper stickers are bumper stickers. Always celebrate your pride. Okay, there you go. Congratulations to everybody. Is there anything even to say here? Mr. Netherlands, the winner of the Miss Universe uh, finalist competition. We're totally screwed.
Friday is going to be really cool. Blaze Media teaming up with a family leader uh, to host a presidential forum. This is like the first presidential forum of the 2024 primaries. It's going to be right here uh, with Blaze TV. Tucker Carlson is going to be moderating this, uh, so it's going to be a big deal. This is his first public event since his departure from Fox News. Then Glenn is going to interview Tucker on stage for Blaze TV subscribers only. You're not going to want to miss this. Head over to blazemediasummit.com. Use the code SUMMIT for 30 bucks off your subscription, blazemediasummit.com. The code is SUMMIT. Uh, a bunch of the candidates are going to be there. I'm going to be there as well, talking to some of them. We're going to be doing panels. They do all sorts of really fun stuff in, uh, in Iowa. Uh, I'll be there later this week. Sarah Gonzalez is going to be there as well. Glenn will be there, a bunch of the big candidates. So don't miss this out. Uh, don't miss this. It's blazemediasummit.com. The code is SUMMIT. We'll see you tomorrow.